0: Hey podcast community, what's up? Well, uh, we're going to do a little different format today. Instead of being in my uh, geodome, I'm actually out hiking in the wilderness area uh, just north of Santa Fe and I received three questions that I'd like to answer in our podcast. So you might hear me walking a little bit. I'm in a beautiful part of the wilderness right now and we're getting some snow melt And, uh, you know, springtime in the Rockies where uh, the mud starts uh, occurring. But with the snow melt, hopefully we're going to lower our fire risk this year. And uh, so here we go. Uh, Question one is a question about something called hypochlorous acid. Uh, Hypochlorous acid is being used in an eye product. And I I want to do a disclaimer here that I have absolutely no financial interest in any products that I'm talking about today. So, hypochlorous acid is a disinfectant, and it has a reputation of killing bacteria, viruses, uh, funguses that may be uh, living in the eyelids or the eyelashes. So, you know how I feel about using chemicals and things like disinfectants, which is what this Product is, um, first of all, you know, the way the bacteria is growing today, uh, that it is out of control. And this is why antibiotics are not working very well, because the bacteria just morph into something that uh, is resistant. And I think with the hypochlorous acid, you're dealing with a similar uh, mechanism. Where, you know, it may help the symptoms, but it's not really going to do anything in terms of changing the cause of conditions like blepharitis or meibomian gland dysfunction. You know, you're dealing with a core issue of inflammation. You know, you'd be better off using something like uh, plant-based medicine, like tea tree oil. There's a tea tree spray, uh, eye spray that I've seen on the market. So whenever you use an essential oil, uh, plant-based medicines are much more complex. And when they interact with bacteria, viruses, or uh, fungal infections, they keep things in balance. We're not in warfare with uh, these these bacteria, these microorganisms. And the plant-based medicines help keep things in balance, harmony. So the tea tree, I think, would work much better than the hypochlorous acid, but we're still dealing with uh, the symptom approach. If you've got a chronic meibomian gland dysfunction or any kind of eyelid inflammation, I think you need to look in the mirror and check into what kind of foods are you eating. You know, in 2020, my prediction is, is that um, inflammation is one of the biggest causes of ill health. And it starts with eating processed foods, uh, diet. And I think that if you have this condition, I would really move more into an anti-inflammatory diet, mostly plant-based, getting the rainbow of fruits and vegetables, uh, making sure you're getting enough fats and oils in your diet, Mostly omega-3, you know, this is another reason why inflammation is running rampant because we're getting too much omega-6 and not enough omega-3. I think that really checking into your own microbiome, so the intestinal health, this is where inflammation starts. It's also the root uh, or the core of your immune system, your neurological health. So checking into your microbiome with a functional medicine doctor is helpful, toxicities, uh, and stress. So, you know, when you're under either visual stress and or systemic stress, uh, this is going to really cause an inflammatory response uh, in the eye area. And, of course, the eyelids represent a major lymph area. They produce the tears. And... um, i think that my recommendation would be to do something like hexane free organic castor oil as a massage in the evening with eye bright tea compresses and then doing some kind of natural eye drops during the day whether you can do homeopathic uh, or msm something that um, again is more natural and is going to support your eyes to come into balance The only time I would consider using the hypochlorous acid might be if I'm in a real chronic, painful situation, and I might use it short term. But again, it's a chemical. It's a disinfectant, and uh, I don't think it's really addressing the deep cause of why your eyes are letting you down. So let's go to question two. This is a question that a patient asked about droopy eyelids. And she wants to know what I would do, what I think about it. Well, the medical term of droopy eyelids is something called ptosis. And this means that the eyelid is not able to stay up at its normal position. So it starts to droop down over the open eye. And this can either be on one side, unilateral, or both sides, bilateral. And the first thing that I would uh, look into would make sure that you don't have a tumor or some type of neurodegenerative disease, something like Parkinson's, or you know some, some kind of a neurological imbalance. If all that checks out, of course, we look at our skin health and our collagen health, and I certainly beat the drum about this, is as we age, our collagen health tends to go down. This is why people get arthritis in their joints. Uh, obviously, you know, we get more wrinkles in our skin. And we're drying out, we, we're, we're dehydrated. We're not getting enough of that fluidity that we have as a young person. You know, we're 70% fluid, but as we age, uh, that fluid tends to dry us out. So, with this particular uh, condition, One idea would be to look into using something called hyaluronic acid. This is an ingredient that's found in a lot of skin products to help improve uh, the aging and the drying out of the skin. So you have to investigate uh, a healthy product. There's a website called Skin Deep that you could actually take the name of the product and... um, you know, put it up on the Skin Deep website, and you will get feedback on exactly what's in this product and whether it's safe to use. But hyaluronic acid would be one thing around the eyes. Uh, Boosting your collagen health, maybe with bone broth, MSM, Um, those would be some other things I would consider. And my vision exercises. You know, I've had hundreds of patients who've suffered different kinds of ptosis uh, over the years. And when they start engaging their eyes and vision at a higher attentional level, focus level, they're able to control their eyelids better. And I know this makes no sense because, you know, we're dealing with physical changes in the collagen health. But there's something about getting more engaged in our, in our visual system and how we, two, how we use our two eyes and how we focus, that actually creates more alertness in our ability to keep the eyes open. So that would be something that, you know, if you could check out the physical therapy exercises on my website, uh, any of them would do the job and just say, I'm gonna take three months and I'm gonna work, work with these exercises every day Get to know my eyes a little better, I think it would be beneficial. Now, if you're gonna go the more conventional route, there's Botox, infection, uh, Botox injections that could be used. Uh, they tend to be temporary, they last somewhere between three to seven months. So that's something you could consider, or just going for the laser uh, surgery or the um, eyelid surgery. And again, find a good surgeon and uh, give it a go. Uh, The one thing that you wanna be careful about in eyelid surgery is they don't make the eyelids too uh, tight because this can lead to things like dry eye and eye uh, eye fatigue or eye pain, eye stress. So you need to work closely with your surgeon if you're gonna go that route. So I hope that's helpful. We're coming down to our last question. And this is a question that's about glaucoma. There's a condition out there called Posner Schlossmann. And it's a syndrome, I think it was invented like in the late 40s. And it's a condition where the eye pressure goes up. There's an inflammation in the interior chamber, the front part of the eye. And it's basically very similar to primary open angle glaucoma. Now I've done a lot of video blogs on glaucoma so you can certainly visit my uh, website and take a look at some of the things that I've discovered through research and and natural approaches to glaucoma but basically glaucoma is a silent disease we don't know that it's going on because it's affecting the, the vascular health and either the eyes are not producing enough fluid, or uh, the fluid that is supposed to be circulating in the eye is impeded. In any event, this begins to impinge upon the optic nerve, and this affects our peripheral vision. So there's a herbal formula called coleus, C-O-L-E-U-S. And in some very small studies, so it's not a big study, but a small study, coleus has been found to bring down eye pressure. So that's an herbal remedy that you could begin exploring. You need to be taking at least 2,000 milligrams of omega-3 every day. Uh, The most important part of the omega-3 is the DHA part. Um, So finding a supplement with no toxicities with that kind of ratio is what you're looking for I would also add the amino acid taurine and ginkgo. These have been shown in research to help promote better optic nerve health. Of course, your antioxidants are so important. So, the carotenoids, lutein, zeaxanthin, astaxanthin, We talk about that with macular health, but they're also very important for overall retinal circulation. Bilberry is one of my favorite go-to herbal remedies for retinal circulation. Your vitamin A beta carotene, and of course, uh, things like quercetin um, and, and your trace minerals. Things like magnesium, chromium, selenium. I would also add Glutathione, you know, the master antioxidant of the body. Glutathione is so important because it helps detox the tissues. It gives the mitochondria more ATP to get rid of metabolic waste. So, there's a lot here that you can do. I also would uh, consider things like craniosacral therapy. Uh, craniosacral can be beneficial at improving the circulation in the eye-brain connection. Uh, I would also consider acupuncture. You know, we know that in traditional Chinese medicine, the liver rules the eyes and the meridians to the eyes. I would probably add the gallbladder, the spleen, the large intestine, the colon. So there's a lot of the intestinal health and the organs that actually affect the eye meridians. So if you've got some stagnating energy, I think that this could be helpful. Uh, I even have seen some patients uh, improve their glaucoma by doing the the practice Qi Gong. Uh, So there are lots of alternatives that you can do once you get the diagnosis. Just remember, you don't have to live out the diagnosis. Uh, You can go to your specialist and he or she can help you in terms of the diagnosis and measuring the you know the anatomical and the and the physical changes and then and then you can start doing these complementary therapies and at the very least you can neutralize the effects of glaucoma i'm not saying you're going to get rid of it but it begins to move in the background and it doesn't have the same impact on you so that's our show for today and i want to thank you so much for coming along again our studio is out in nature so different than being in the geodome so i hope uh i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did keep your questions coming uh this is great for the community and uh until next time take good care